As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome back to a late season edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. Eight games left after tonight. Uh, We will get to what's ahead for the Warriors. Tim Kawakami is with me. Um, We can talk Warriors-Rockets, which was a 26-point Warriors win that was really all about the third quarter. They won the third quarter by 27 points and a 26-point win. It included a 24-0 run. It included 23 Steph Curry points, which was 11 more than Houston's entire team. Um, So they beat the worst team in the conference (laughs) there. But also, we'll get to Kelly Oubre, but Kelly Oubre's season is in jeopardy, which is a big problem for a, a thinning rotation. He's wearing a cast uh, with eight games left, you know, on his wrist. Uh, that does seem to point very, very clearly to that he probably is not going to play the rest of the season. Yeah, no, um, and it is, you know, Shams reported it, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a torn ligament in the wrist and, a, and an injury in the a fracture, it sounds like in the palm of his left, which, which by the way is his shooting hand. The team has not, at, as of us talking, which is late uh, Saturday night, has not confirm the diagnosis it's kind of an ambiguous situation it's not like the injury just happened it goes back to april 9th uh, against washington when like robin lopez like hammered him on a dunk attempt and he fell awkwardly missed five games comes back plays five games he's playing through the pain um but it you know apparently re-aggravation the the pain has been too much and uh now this report comes out again the team has not necessarily confirmed what it is but the reality is and and you're talking to people behind the scenes i i'd i'd 100 be surprised to see him in these big new orleans games coming up and like you said i'm not sure we're going to see him again this season which means i'm not sure we'll ever see kelly Oubre again as a warrior really yep yep i mean you know it's been a bit of a strange season for him anyway uh adapting to a new situation and then you know looking like he was getting up to speed and then out of the starting lineup and then hurt and some combination of that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a different whole setup for him. And I think he's going to, you know, this is going to, again, we're guessing, but if this takes him out of the last eight games, 
it, you know, where, where his mindset is, where, what he feels about the team, what he feels about his situation, what he feels about his market. Uh, it's been a weird season, but that happens sometimes. You know, you get traded on the last year contract, you're 25 years old. There's a lot of different things in, in your head. There's a lot of different things in the team's head. Maybe it didn't really merge perfectly. Uh, I think we can probably all say that. And it's a huge question mark. I guess I think the market's entirely going to determine. It's not going to be, you know, I love the situation. It was the greatest thing for me. You know, he's one guy who's not going to, he doesn't have to think that. It, it wasn't the greatest situation for him. It might get better. It could get adjusted. He, he could fit into whatever they're going to do next season. But I don't think we're going to say, man, you're walking away from this great situation with the Warriors. We, it, it, it clearly needs some adjustment for him to feel really good about it next season. And so it's going to be entirely about the marketplace. It's going to be entirely about the roles other teams offer him and the contracts other teams offer him in. I would guess it's at least 50-50 you know, at best for him to come back to the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, the Steve Kerr style of play hasn't fit him. We knew that from nope. day one when he was playing bumper cars in the corner with his teammates <laughs> on offense. Now, uh, I think there's some criticism levied at the coaching staff for maybe, you know, Kerr for the lack of maybe adaptability on that. That's a, that's a conversation that has been underlying our James Wiseman talks all season, you yep. know, in the same way. But – you know, and those are future conversations, which I do think will become more and more relevant in the coming weeks and months. In the right now, it hurts. You know, they're about to go play an athletic young New Orleans team who they're basically trying to stomp out, right? New Orleans is three games back in the loss column, um, and they have three games left against the Warriors. So in their, uh, you know, in their mind, you sweep those three games, you're right in the play-in chase. If the Warriors win one of these two, you probably eliminate them and if you sweep them it's it's done so so you'd love to have you know an athletic wing uh, to to you know ball pressure Lonzo ball maybe get a you know somewhat of a shift on Zion at a point although Zion would probably just body him but my general point is they're look look what's going on right now they just played two road games they're playing eight man rotations which include a lot of Michael Mulder you know and Jordan Poole and Juan Toscano-Anderson are your only other bench players. Kent Bazemore starting, which I think we've all agreed has become obvious that he should start over Ubre. But Ubre's, you know, on certain nights this season, he's given 25 to 30 really good high-energy minutes if he's there. And to just take that off the table at this point of the season with Damian Lee still in health and safety protocols and all the other injury issues, like, uh, it's a problem. No question. I mean, it's... He's an NBA rotation player. He would be an NBA rotation player on just about any team. And the Warriors need, you know, those kind of players. They're short especially on wings. them, aren't they? Yeah, especially wings, especially tough-minded wings who can grab a rebound or who can make a defensive stand. Uh, you know, and he's going to be it's one less person they've got when someone who can actually score 25, and they really don't have that. So, <clears throat> yes, definitely, definitely, definitely is going to hurt them. Uh, you know, you, you know me. I, I don't think he's the most valuable player in the world. I think there are nights when they can replace him fairly easily. Let's not count this game because the Rockets just don't have things that threaten people. That's why they're the Rockets, why they're having this terrible season. But, you know, it, it, yes, do, do you want another player like that? Yes. Is he better than Kent Bazemore? Probably value-wise, yes. But there are nights when Kent Bazemore gives you essentially about the same. There, there are nights when... Baysmore plus Damian Lee whenever they can get Damian Lee back, who definitely can give you more than than or as much as Ubre. But he's another player. Like if if, if Baysmore doesn't have it, you definitely want Ubre. Absolutely want Ubre. If you know Jordan Poole is not shooting the ball, you you want Ubre out there to try to shoot the ball, try to dribble to the basket. So yes, that is a 
the the Warriors are a middling team that cannot afford to lose very many things. Like we saw tonight, if Steph Curry is not shooting the ball well, they're going to struggle against the worst team in the league. Then then Steph Curry shoots the ball well for a quarter, and kind of like the old dynasty days where we used to say it like. Against a lot of these teams, they only need to play one good quarter. Well, they played one good quarter tonight, and that's all it took. Well, so Houston, uh, they basically are the dynasty team because every team in yes, the league is, yes. is the dynasty yeah. team against the Rockets. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's what this season has kind of devolved into for the Warriors. Is The question is, is Steph Curry volcanically hot right now? Yes, they're winning. No, they're losing. You know, he was too, they they were down six of this terrible Rockets team after the first half because Curry was two a ten from three to a twelve overall. And you know, he does look fatigued. I think it was actually very important for them to have that thirty nine twelve third quarter, so he didn't even have to play in the fourth. Yep. You know, it was low stress for him going into this. Is not only just two straight games against the Pelicans. This is a back to back. They're playing Monday and Tuesday night there. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly if they lose Monday, that's going to heap a lot of pressure on that Tuesday game. So. Uh, you know, going into that, what, uh, you know, so Memphis lost tonight, by the way. Cole Anthony hit a game-winning three, which yeah. to me, like, Memphis is the target team for the Warriors because I do think the Spurs, who they're now tied with at 500, have a lot of losses ahead of them, which I've been saying. So you want to get to the 7-8 side of the bracket. Portland has so you're sta- giving them nine. You're giving the Warriors nine. There you go. I'm giving them nine at this point, although, <laughs> hey, hey, the New Orleans is saying don't even give them ten yet, you know. <laughs> But assuming that they, you know, we, we we do think they'll get one or two wins against the Pelicans. They're probably going to shovel two in against the Thunder. Like, there are wins ahead for them. My general, Thunder looked good tonight, by the way. Your Thunder looked really good. Well, I think they were down, what, 62? At <laughs> 67, 67 at one point. Lost by 50-something, yeah. Like, 153, 92, 97, whatever it was. It was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch any of it, but I was just looking at those numbers looking at those plus-minus figures, as you know I do, and it was fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, yes, uh, you're giving Slater's declared it. Warriors are going to get at least a nine, and now you're, you're with a chance at the eight. Well, okay. The eight became uh, tastier for them tonight because you looked at the Grizzlies' schedule. It was remaining. You know, there, there are a few cupcakes out there. There are a few tougher games, and then, of course, they play in Chase Center with the tiebreaker on the line, the last game of the regular season. But the fact that they lost one of the Orlando games, which you were kind of penciling them in to win, they were up 20 at one point in the second half, and then Orlando comes back, and Cole Anthony hits hits the game when he threw point one left. That now brings Memphis a half game. I mean, they're almost exactly tied at this yeah. point. So, uh, you know, in general, besides the kind of the emergence of this Ubre news, it's it's a pretty good night for the Warriors. It's it's a it's a relatively relaxing win where you don't overplay your two stars. Memphis has the loss, and then you know now you gear up for for the Monday Tuesday games against the Pelicans. Isn't this how the season's kind of been though? Right? I mean, it's like. Oh, it opens terribly. Everything's going to be horrible. They're going to be 15-50 and 50 kind of team again. And, oh, wait a minute. Won a couple games. It looks steady. They might be pretty good. Maybe the six you know, seed is on the table. Yeah, they're six seed. They could be there. You know what? They were going to that 3-6. They scared the third seed. Oh, wait a minute. They lost a bunch of games in a row. Now, wait a minute. Are they terrible again? Are they screwing up everything? Oh, wait a minute. They've lost a couple. You know, it's just it's gone back and forth. And, and I keep quoting Steph on this because I think it was a great quote. He said, it's like every game is two. Every game like feels like magnified for some reason, even though you know they're a 500 team and they're just kind of going back and forth, a little over 500, a little under 500. What are they? Are they 500 right now exactly? 
something like that. Yes, just, yes, thirty-two yes, and thirty-two. Like, and by the is, way, I've I've done this tweet several times during the year, but like you go back and look at the record, they were two and two, they were four and four, they were ten and ten, they were twenty and twenty, they were thirty and thirty. You know, it's just like they've been five hundred. Like they've been, I would say probably now. 19 versions of 500 at various points yeah. of the season. So but they are. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I, I don't, I, I haven't swung as much as others just because I kind of think that's what they are. Injuries take, you know, there's, there's certainly been injury problems. There's certainly been lineup issues. There's certainly been moments when Steph takes them above all else or when Steph struggles and they're not a little bit below uh, schedule situations. But I just think this is what they are. So, they get to you know they get to nine that's what they are they get to eight that's what they are uh, and it doesn't it's not going to change the way I view this team long term I'll just put it that way it's not like okay they got to eight that means things are better for now it's going to be the same thing they're going to have to figure out how to get some players uh, you know a couple at least two other players if you're counting Wiseman I st- I would count Wiseman as as one of those Wiseman and Clay and two other players to be smack in the rotation and I think tonight's you know, the first, second, and in the first and second quarters were, were very good examples of that. They, they should not have to depend on Steph Curry going for 17 straight points in the third quarter in order to blow out the Rockets. Should not. The Rockets are terrible. And they just don't have those guys who can just say, you know, muscle to the rim, say, you're going to play terrible defense. You're going to completely commit to Steph. You're going to cut into the rim. I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to take one dribble, and it's going to be a dunk. And the Warriors don't have those guys. You know, and, and I've talked about this even during the dynasty. They didn't have those guys. They had one of them. He was number 35, and he was there for three seasons. Nobody else does that stuff. And I get it. It does take talent. But teams get them, and the Warriors just don't seem to get them. And I think they need, a, they need two of them. Uh, just people who can get play off of Steph, curl to the rim, finish. Instead of curling to the rim, having an open layup, and passing to the corner because they're not going to shoot the ball. Uh, and I just think tonight is a perfect example of that. It's just who their who their roster is. They're they're working around it. Uh, they're trying to have you know Kent Bazemore and Juan Toscano Anderson and others do it, and they're trying their best. And I and I have admiration for a lot of those guys. You know this is. I don't know that they were ever thought of this to be. These are going to be main rotation guys for a really good team. They're trying. They're 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 doing positive things in the most part. But yeah, that level of going up, you know, into the top four seeds next season, they're going to need two more players. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. JTA, uh, 34 minutes, five blocks, four steals. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. Yeah, he and Draymond. I think. I mean, and, and just to be able to say that JTA and Draymond it, it, uh, together is a huge credit to, to JTA. He was just swiping at the ball. You know, the, the Rockets bigs were were going up soft. You know, Kelly Olynyk. I mean, you know, whatever. You know, giant red target on him. Uh, swipe at him and go at him. You know, that's basically the the, the, the neon red light. I thought Christian Wood was not very good tonight. Uh, was a little soft, and the Warriors just took it to him. Like every time they got the ball, they just try to take it away from him, and or or go vertical and make him shoot over. Christian him. Wood and, was four of fifteen tonight. That's yeah, a credit uh, yeah, to Draymond. 
You know, it, oh, Draymond loves playing him, and they said that on telecast. So I agree with that. It's like you could just tell that's the kind of player Draymond loves. You can bump at him, you can shove him around, and you make him go over you. And he did not like that very much. I like, I love Christian Wood as a player. I've said I think Wiseman could look at him, and you know, the precision with which he plays at is very interesting to me. If I was Wiseman, but tonight was also kind of the ceiling where he just doesn't have that extra gear. That's the top big guys do, and you would hope Wiseman has, you know, at, at some point. JTA was great. I mean, he, and he was stepping in, the, you know, they were doing those ridiculous law passes, and you know, JTA was stepping into them. There, there were a lot of good defensive moments, especially obviously in that third quarter. But I think Draymond's defense held them up in the first two. I, that's yeah. I think they were so bad on offense, and it's not like Houston was, you know, set to score sixty in the first half. But they could have, with as bad as the Warriors' offense was, as many times as they were just shoveling them the ball, and there goes Houston for you know a fast break the other way, and what tied the Warriors together in in, in those weird you know scrunchy moments was Draymond just guarding everybody and rotating you know those early rotations when he knew his, the other guy was going to get beaten. There's Draymond standing in front of the, uh, in, in help. Uh, that was gigantic. I thought I thought Draymond was fantastic tonight. He's had a, a good defensive road trip so far. You know, it gets lost a little bit in like what was a bad loss to Minnesota, but he guarded Towns well in that game. And I mean, you mentioned I did not watch, that's the one game I did not watch a second of because there were other things going on. Ah, that night, yes, but... yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, we won't need, don't, don't need to talk about the other stuff. But, uh... but yeah, no. I mean, he just guarded Towns well that night, and he guarded Wood well tonight. But you look forward, you know, and Draymond was questionable coming into this game. He got a knee, I guess, like they were calling it like left trapezius soreness, but you know, he's just, he's a little battered. You know, he's been on the, I feel like he's on the injury list, you know, every other game, even if it's questionable, he's typically playing right now, but uh, he has a much bigger task to me, even a bigger task than Carl Anthony Towns coming up to close this road trip Two Zion games back to back. That's, you know, talk about a a physical challenge. Uh, Zion, it has emerged to me. I think he's already a better player than Carl Anthony Towns. Certainly, like a, a trickier offensive, uh, you know, weapon to try to contain. I mean, he's just barrels to the rim, super high efficiency. Um, you even, I mean, he's the type of player where he he's having success ignoring his own jumper you know he's the type of player you think well yeah just force him into the mid-range or or try to make him take the three and you'll kind of get him out of his game because he's not that good of a shooter it's a little Giannis like right before Giannis kind of attempted to get the mid-ranger he's like oh you could try to like uh you know cut off my layups I'm going to get them anyways and I'm just this will be fun you know we haven't seen Draymond against Zion and we particularly this Zion and we're about to see it three times in the final eight games you know, in high stakes games, at least the first two are going to be high stakes games. Um, and I don't necessarily expect, you know, 35 minutes of one on one defense necessarily, but Zion is the New Orleans challenge, and Draymond's job is to slow that. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think they're going to give him some help, even though Draymond doesn't always need help against even the best. Uh, you know, it just, you know, maybe can Looney can help off of Steven Adams a little bit. You know, you know we know Adams can, can be you know, successful in that situation diving. But um, I just think that that's not an assignment anymore that you you put on any one player. He's that good. He's that quick. He, that's a, he's, he's gigantic, man. But he's quick and he's very, you know, like soft hands. Like he does, but like he spins. And sometimes, you know, we've seen Wiseman. He does his spin and he's just flying out of bounds because he can't control it. You know, Zion does these spins and he's right at the basket. You know, he does a spin, spin back, spin right, spin left. 
And he always gets back to his left, which is amazing. It's like Iverson can always get back to his right. Uh, and he's very deft around the rim. Is what I'm like. He just doesn't miss around the rim. Uh, and that's going to be a fascinating to see what they do. I just don't know that you can just say, Draymond, go get him, because it's just such a physical, massive you know, human being that you have to put in front of him. But there's no one else to guard him. I mean, Looney, I guess, can do it for a couple minutes at yeah, a time. Yeah, but that's but, just not know, like a Looney. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you're on an Embiid. You're on a Jokic. Like a bigger, more plodding power oh, guy. Well, you know, he's, he's stayed in front of Harden on yeah, switches. Yeah, well, that's so it. I, but, yeah. like, yeah. It, you know, that's like get out on the perimeter. Harden's trying to get to his step back. Be patient. Don't jump at <laughs> his, his deeks. Zion's a linebacker going right into your chest. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm not like Looney's among the best options on the Warriors team, but it's just, you know, this is a smaller, less physical, tired Warriors team with a thinning rotation. And, you know, I'll throw out a, I'll throw out a name that we might see. Um, and I don't necessarily view him as any type of defensive, you know, wall against Zion, but Eric Pascal's probably going to return in New Orleans. Yeah, one of the two games. Yep. He's, they could use that. They could absolutely use that. Yeah. No question. Just, just a body, you know, just a body to. And and Pascal can move his feet a little bit, and just stay to his left. Make him go to his right. And if he goes to his right, okay. But just don't let him go to his left because he scores on his left eighty percent of the time. And that would really, really. That's just a body they miss. You know, ten minutes, whatever, nine minutes that they have not had. They haven't needed it. You know, there haven't been many times, and maybe it was the Minnesota game, I didn't see it, where we've said, oh, God, they got him. They need a big man here, right? I mean, they faked it. They've gone they small. They got destroyed yep. on the interior in Minnesota and not, yep. not I mean, like Carl Anthony game, Towns leading them up. They just, honestly, Kerr was right. They weren't boxing out. I mean, you could blame yep. him for that, but that was true. You know, they've gone, they beat Jokic twice with, you know, with Draymond and Juan Toscano Anderson and, and Looney. So. And there MVP. haven't been many many times where I've said, okay, that's the time. But this is going to be the time when they need just a bodies, throw bodies at him and see where they are at the end of it. Try to make him work on the other side, although if he can guard Draymond, he's not going to have to work that hard on the other side. Uh, that That's going to be slightly an issue there. So, so we'll see. Uh, I, I do think we're seeing the extent of where the starting lineup can get the Warriors, you know, the just to have it all on Steph, have Steph running around, everybody looking for him, and it can work. But to have Draymond and Looney out there together, and then Bazemore, you know, who is certainly can't count on offense, and Wiggins is the other offensive feature player, and he's not going to score very often when you really need him to score. And that becomes tough for Steph. It really he's just running and running and running, and they're hoping that he pops open, and if he's if he does and he misses, it's the whole thing's a failure. So um, it's fun. We've talked about it before, but there's some limitations to it. We saw it for two quarters against the worst team in the league. You Do you remember uh, Smiley Geach trying to guard Zion in a game last year? Uh, vaguely, <laughs> vaguely, and it wasn't yeah, look, too look good. Up, look up the highlights. It's it's <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty funny. Zion yeah, kind of was tossing him around. It is certainly fair for Warriors fans to complain when they're running out of people to play that their roster spot has been taken all season by Smiley Keach. There, there's that is a major screw up by the Warriors. It just I understand why it happened. Uh, they really thought he was going to be something. He, they thought they're going to have a you know championship level roster. They can hide him as their 15th player, but it didn't work out that way. Clay got hurt for two years. The team was not good. They need 
other players who can play at you know at times. And Clay and Smolich together have made that the Warriors have a 13-man roster, and that's just brutal when you have COVID protocol and you have minor injuries, when you have major injuries, when you lose Wiseman and Chris for the season. Smolich, you know, we can Nico Mannion, he's two-way, right? Yeah, so that doesn't really even count. Yeah, yeah, Smiley, you worry less about the Mannion one. Yeah, um, yeah. is just a brutal use of a roster spot. Just brutal use of a roster spot. And, you know, I, I fans have been complaining about it all season, and I certainly have understood it. And right now, it's just brutal. Like anybody else in that spot, anybody else in that spot, they'd be playing right now and, and would be giving them something decent. Just like, yeah, just like the Pascal minutes. Just throw them out there, bump people around for eight minutes, maybe make a couple buckets. They cannot ever get that from Smiley Geach, and that is a brutal use of a roster spot. yeah i mean they were playing eight man rotations the last couple nights he was available he actually got mop-up minutes tonight because it was a blowout but yeah he's just like he's been deemed unusable in the playoff chase by and kurt he is. And when you when you when you see him play he is unusable he's just unusable and they've carried him in, in a season where they really could have used that spot many many times uh, even with a bad center, that would have been helpful to them. Well, and, yeah, and I mean, you look around the league, and you know, not right now the Warriors have two empty roster spots. I think that clearly some of that is just tax-related reasons. At the end of of what's a disappointing season, they're sitting there in the nine ten spot. They've decided, it seems, not to spend extra tax money um, to try to you know slightly boost on the margins. But the fact that they didn't bring Gary Payton too. Uh, on the road trip and, and sign him the rest of the season tells you right there because I mean he's he's yeah. clearly trusted more than Mannion he's m- obviously much yeah. older Mannion's only twenty yeah. but uh, he can help instead there and then you know you look around the league Austin Rivers was on the market he's now helping Denver Dwayne Dedman we talked about him as a potential center a lot that was available Miami finally signed him he's had some nice moments for the Heat yeah. so um, mar- margin of the roster wise I think there's some blame for the coaching staff and front office but once again yeah. I think to me that that'll be conversations in the rehash of this season and the look ahead to the pressure of the summer in the moment i'm curious to see if if we do get an eric pascal uh emergence uh back into the rotation over the last eight games it feels like an important eight games for him you know we not forget just the hey can you can you have four fouls on zion like can you give enough of a boost where you're heading into your second off season into your third season back in the conversation as a, as a potential bench piece or not, because he is under cheap contract control next season. You thought going into the season, like very nice for them. They found a, they found a rotation piece that I think it was 41 in the draft um, that is going to be basically getting a million dollars the next couple of seasons. Now you head into the summer, like it's did is he worth still having on the roster? And, and maybe he can, you know, convince them that the answer is yes over the last stretch of games or not. I don't know. I'll give you the practical discussion. Is it, I mean, JTA is ahead of Pascal, I think, in anybody's, you know, honest viewing of what they might look at their roster next season, how far ahead of Pascal or can Pascal even that up towards a discussion? And, you know, they've got some contract stuff they got to do with JTA also, right? I mean, they do have to kind of figure that one out. But it wouldn't be for any expensive, you know, if, if it's them, they probably sign him to a two-year deal with a, not hardly any guarantees for next season. He'll probably take it. If not, you know, he, he becomes, what, a restricted free agent, I think. Yeah. But um, just looking at it, 
is Pascal going to be more valuable to this roster next season than JTA? I think right now you would say JTA. I, I don't think there's a question about it. You, you would can you Pascal, would say JTA because of style of play, style the way play, he fits, versatility, passing the ball. But you know, Pascal can score more. But there, so, yeah, there have been ten game stretches where Eric Pascal has shown to be a very valuable NBA player. So he's got he's got seven or eight games possibly into the play in to reestablish that to make his argument that he should be either even up with JTA or even maybe given some kind of consideration to be ahead of him because at this moment he is not I'll tell you that he is absolutely there's no way you can honestly say that he deserves a roster spot over JTA other than he's younger you know that's it there's no other proper explanation for it except for you always can watch the basketball games and if he can showed what you know a lot of stuff that he did last season in in flurries and maybe defend a little bit more then i think that becomes a discussion again that's what this is about for eric basketball back of the roster drama the <laughs> final eight games everyone look out for it. tim i appreciate you coming on we will likely yeah. talk to you i'm guessing on warriors plus minus which would be after no wednesday this back to back yeah they play monday yeah, tuesday wednesday. You know I mean? after yeah, a big back to back so yeah cool talk to you i'm then. ready